Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, One Fierce as Hell Glare at a Time. Nice. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us today is a returning guest, uh, Zoe Estrangrayley. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about my girl. My girl. I love Eowyn. I love this moment. The light of my life. (laughs) So today we're talking about Minute 95, which starts with Saruman finishing his line from yesterday. He says it will begin at Edoras and ends with Eowyn holding Aragorn at sword point. Mm-hmm. And he looks both a little concerned and also like he's trying not to react. And a little turned on, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, honestly, that's how I feel, so I can't necessarily blame him. Like, honestly, what did you expect? You, like... Parry her her sword like you interrupted her you when crossed, she's trying to like get in the blade. zone. Yeah, <laughs> what do you expect? She's getting ready to defend herself and possibly die on a battlefield if she must, and you just like pull her out of that by being like, "You're all right." Yeah, it's like I love her face at the end of that. I know we're we're starting way out of order, but I love her face at the end of this because it's the face of like, oh no, I almost just killed the uh, like the king of gondor this probably wouldn't be good like that would start an international incident like i feel like that's the face of worry yeah so my notes for this scene are related to notes for one from uh a week ago ish the stable scene which was added back in for the extended that we talked about uh that's where in the script or gandalf is just like this is dumb no 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 when uh when he gets the horse oh 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 okay when when he meets when he meets Brago. Because that's the scene as it was written initially, where like Fran and Philippa were like, so this is the moment where like Eowyn like really starts to fall in love with Aragorn. And Miranda Otto is just like, to her, this feels like the moment when she was doing the filming. Mm. Yeah, actually. Like this conversation. They talk about it, um, Fran and Philippa actually talk about this again in the commentary during this scene. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, we wrote these lines for somewhere else. Or actually, that's the next minute, so let's pause on that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they they actually they end up agreeing around. with Miranda Otto. Yeah, they jumped around a lot where they wanted this conversation to kind of be. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and these, you know, the, the lines that we're talking about don't start till tomorrow, so whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to think that, like, when they, the stable scene that came back is, like, initially where they intended for Eowyn to like fall for Aragorn and some of that's still there but like this is the moment for Miranda Otto where she's just like that's how I wanted to play this as this conversation went forward okay this is where this is for me nice because this is her this is her and Aragorn kind of meeting as equals right yeah and and the way he treats her as will as will I'm sure talk about ad nauseum next minute like it's yeah. <laughs> He, it, there's clear respect between the two of them, which is important, especially for Eowyn's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if we want to back up to the yeah, actual beginning of this minute a bit. Fade and being fly as hell. Right. When, <laughs> yeah. when I was watching the commentary and taking notes, 
Theoden appears on screen in this minute, and the first words out of Peter Jackson's mouth are like, the man with the greatest fashion sense in the Middle Earth. <laughs> oh, he really does. Every time he turns up on screen, I'm like, wow, that looking good, stealing the show. Theoden's like kingly travel outfit is so beautiful. I love the embroidery on his cloak. And he talks, Bernard Hill talks about how much he loves wearing it because like his, his mother is Irish. And he's all about all this Celtic stuff. Yeah. The Inside Rohan <laughs> costume design. Actually, the Rohan design in general is, in my opinion, some of the best in the films, in like in most fantasy films, Rohan takes mm. the cake, especially because there are so many movies out there that like desperately try to have this very English design feeling because there's so much fantasy that takes place in like fantastical england um, right but i think rohan <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but i think rohan is one of the few that really kind of captures that feeling and it's so funny that it's all done in like new zealand because mm -hmm. you yeah. know it has nothing to do with it but it it captures that sort of cold windswept feel in not only the locations that they have but also in the clothing that they wear, the sort of looseness to it, the ability for things to flap in the wind. Um, mm. It's just, it's fantastic design. And it's design that feels like it's English, but also could be like Viking-y, could be a lot of different mm -hmm. things, which makes it right. Rohan's. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unique in that way because there's not a lot of like horse imagery in Viking or Celtic work. Right. So seeing all these like Celtic or like Viking style knotwork with all these horses in it is just gives Rohan a really unique visual identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I the use of horses is fabulous and so impressive. The the number they get in, like I have to imagine they had like a running tally of how many horses. Like count the horses. <laughs> There's Richard Taylor with like a tally mark, but yeah, it's he probably it's so knows. Cool. He would know. I'm sure though. he knows. He would know. Sure he knows. I'm sure that he could walk around in, in Metaseld and be like, Do you know how many horses are in this space? Oh my god. I want a guided tour of like the remaining Lord of the Rings set pieces oh. done by Richard Taylor. I would right? pay really good money for that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He'd be so into it. Richard Taylor. And that is would just my make favorite. it wonderful. I think I've mentioned that but he is absolutely <laughs> my favorite person who worked on Lord of the Rings. No one else is as into Lord of the Rings as Richard Taylor. So good. The only other person that like speaks with the same, like the same kind of passion that Richard Taylor does from time to time is John Howe. Mm. Yeah. But his voice is very quiet where Richard Taylor's voice is very loud. <laughs> Richard Taylor is excited about every single thing that is happening all the time. All the time. And John Howe just falls over himself excited. complimenting everyone else. That's <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, the, the Rohan design is good, and Theoden is an especially good version of that. Mm -hmm. Everything he wears <laughs> is fantastic. Everything he does is fantastic. He looks like a king while wearing, like, weird stuff. Like, there are scenes where he's got on, like, awesome clothing, but it's not... You know, it's not Gondor awesome because it's such a different culture. Mm -hmm. It's like clearly workable traveling leathers or whatever, but he still looks like he's in charge of the entire scene. It's so weird because like all of my favorite pieces of costuming are like gloves and bracers. 
like Ugh. there's so many beautiful pieces that were made. He from puts people on that freaking glove with such authority. Exactly. But like right? casually. Like he puts it on and it's just like, oh, he's about to make a decree. Like, what's he doing? It's like I'm putting on my clothes, we, guys. <laughs> we talked a little bit about how Bernard Hill saw himself playing like King Lear when he was like a decrepit old thing mm -hmm. under Saruman's spell and then switching into Henry V. And the way he puts the glove on is like oh, it's... 100% Henry V. Well, you can imagine, you don't really see it, but like you see just the tail end of it. But like when he puts the glove on, you can see him like looking down at his hand and flexing, like remembering his strength. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. He's got those little subtle movements to him that are, I, I mean, I'd say they're very much a stage actor thing. Um, mm -hmm. Because in so many stage plays, especially in Shakespeare, you only have what's on the page. So you have to do all the other character work through your physicality right he has so much of it it's it's that show don't tell thing that i usually hate saying but i'm saying it anyway <laughs> right and you when you're a stage actor even subtle movements even if they're going to be small you need to find a way like with your body to call attention to small things mm -hmm. exactly exactly and especially because i'm sure you know the performances he did he wouldn't have been mic'd. He would have just, he would have had to do everything himself. Um, mm. There wouldn't be close-ups. There wouldn't be, like, he'd have to project everything. And I think it gives him a really good sense of, like, how to be kingly and dignified. Um, mm. I don't know. I believe and his, stage his actors, voice just is. Oh, it's <laughs> great. I believe stage actors are almost always better in film than straight film actors. That classical education, like... But granted, again, I worked in theater. I'm very biased. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Theoden's a really good example of like where that goes right. Mm -hmm. I agree. I love how many layers are in his outfit. It's really beautiful. It really is. And then he, he tells Gambling to fetch his horse. But he the way he says the word, I almost hear him say whores, but I know that's not correct. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Different king. Different king. Very different king. Gam <laughs> yeah. Gam gambling is so sad. He can't draw his sword. He can't draw his sword. <laughs> gambling just wants to draw his sword. He really does. Movie. It's like this isn't a defeat. And he gives Thad in this look like, Are you are you sure? This feels like a defeat. <laughs> I, we, I feel defeated. He like slumps his shoulders and like like kind of shuffles away. <laughs> oh, and he, he gives gambling that order without looking at him. Mm. Well, he has to like. Which I think is part of like the himself. kingly thing. Well, he has to convince himself that this is a good idea because yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that he thinks it is, but it's the only option that he feels that they have right now. Yeah. So that's why he's just like, we will return, which is a little melodramatic. Um, <laughs> right, so we'll return, Gambling. We'll return. It's, um, he, he sells it the best he can, um, cause he's Bernard Hill, but I'm not a fan of the repeated, like, staring off into the distance wistfully kind of thing. <laughs> but he has to show right, us how much pain he's in. I mean, it is really important for Theoden in particular to show us how much pain he's in across this movie. Yeah, man pain. pain. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he was, you know, mind-controlled and his son died. We already know that he's in pain. Yeah. Yeah, we already uh, had that scene. Yeah. Why do we need yeah, more you, of Theoden pain? 
you know, for your 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 casual moviegoer to not forget that he's, you know, conflicted, conflicted in himself, so or unsure of himself, so that when he uh, when he screams fourth aerolingus at the end of the movie, it feels really earned. It feels like a fist pumpy, which right. it is. It is a fist pumpy. <laughs> but, like, I don't know where you go. Is... Like... The lower you go before you do that, the bigger that moment feels. Yeah. What I, were you gonna say? I hate to say this, Norm, but I don't think this is exactly the podcast for the casual moviegoer. So, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But like, I think that's the the reason a lot of moments like that exist in film. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's it's the same as since now I'm on a Shakespeare kick. It's like all those moments where they restate the plot for all the people who like were in the bathroom. Yeah, 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 like the chorus comes out. Right, and they're like, okay, they're this like, is what happened in the last like, act and a half, just in case you were, I don't know, drunk. Right, like Rocky Horror Picture Show Being sings you the plot of the movie at the end. It. Right. <laughs> well, you definitely were drunk there, so, like, <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> Speaking of, of horse motifs, we get more horse, horse motifs with Eowyn's sword. Oh, which confused me because I thought it was like the king's sword because it's very similar. Yeah, but they they they're not kissing. And she doesn't have the double fuller in hers, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. It's hard to tell. Um, apparently, Miranda Otto was a pretty quick study on like getting the motions for this sword work down. Nice. Uh, she just had uh, one of the one of the women on set who worked with the swords, uh, one of the mocap one of the mocap workers, showed her these moves in particular, and she picked it up really fast for the scene. Mm. There's a there's a bit where so she, she talks was a quick about study. she talks about being I think in L.A. for another movie that she was working on, sort of in the middle of this, because obviously she wasn't going to be on set the way everybody else was, because she's right. not in as much of the film. And she talks about walking down the street practicing sword like holding her hands in the right sword positions. Um, so <laughs> clearly she was super into it, like she's off doing other things, like practicing. Like, I want that level of dedication to things, but I mean, I guess if it was swordplay, I probably would. Like, but she's, yeah, yeah, she was super into it, which I love. I love that Miranda Otto was just like ready to go on this, regardless of what it took. Um, like, mm -hmm. I, think that, I think that fierce look shows us how into it she was. Oh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's great, of, though. That kind of matches like, Vigo Mortensen's intensity with his sword too, because like he just like carried his sword around all the time. Yeah, she. So I, I mean, like she wasn't Vigo Mortensen like, levels because no right. one is. Yeah. Right, but I like that they like have a chance to interact here and like their intensity in their like method acting. Uh, yeah, like collides in a way that it's kind of like it's like true to the character yeah. as well. Apparently she asked Richard Taylor, like how she should carry the sword. And his response was essentially like, hold it firmly in your hand and with respect. And like, do it like you mean it. And he's like, and she really did. Like, <laughs> she, she did not ever want to let go of that sword. Oh man. See, this is why she just like took to it. That's a that's a great question to ask. Like, if somebody gives you a sword and you're not a hundred percent sure what you're doing with it, and you go to them and you're like, "How do I do this?" That kind of tells you that this person is clearly invested, which is good. I just like the answer, to, like firmly and yeah. with respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a long ass knife, like murder knife, right? Because I am, because I think that this was the 
he, this was a hero sword too. Like this was a full metal one for this this scene, mm-hmm. so that you could actually have the swords clash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's swinging around this heavy piece of metal. I love the nice. way her hair looks, and I know that's like kind of a weird thing, but because just with the lighting, the low lighting in the scene. And her hair's just like mm-hmm. the one bright spot and the way it flows when she does the sword, uh, when she does the motions for it, it just looks mm-hmm. so cool. And like, you know, we've had a lot of like soft Eowyn up until this point. There's like, you know, she there's the singing thing and then there's her with the kids. And like, there's a lot of like gen- the gentle presence in Rohan that she mm-hmm. does bring. And I think this is the first time you kind of get to see her step out of that role as, like, the caretaker and get right. to see her as the warrior. But I like the the fact that, one, she's still wearing a dress, which is an awesome dress. And two... Yeah, that, that, her dress is quite lovely. Oh, it's so cool. It's very simple. But I love the, the ties on the side. It just looks really good. And then she's got yeah. the loose hair and it kind of gives her that, like, warrior maiden look. And um, which ties in with the next minute, the shield maiden discussion. Yeah. This is like seeing Eowyn as like an ascendant warrior. Exactly. Exactly. She's without necessarily reducing her femininity, which we will do later. Um, Like they clearly do that later, but they like to remind you that she is, she is both a woman and a warrior and one does not necessarily compromise the other. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the I think the loose hair in the dress is kind of an important moment for that, um, especially with the way um, Aragorn respects her for it without really thinking about it. I've thought very deeply about this, <laughs> as well. You should, because you specifically requested it. So <laughs> this is my favorite. I know it's two minutes long. It is my favorite scene in the entirety of Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. It means it means a lot to me personally and emotionally. Yeah, like which is a sad thing to say. People... But like, no, it, no, it's not. It's I because I I really want to like Eowyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we're having you on for this this scene because I know that you're like all about that Eowyn life. So I am. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to I want to like understand movie Eowyn because at this point I kind of do but it's it's like if I'm getting there okay all right we're gonna we're gonna have some good discussion I feel like that's more okay next minute when she starts talking about things when she talks it's, yeah yeah I yeah. mean like this is just like a beautiful scene but mm-hmm. the next scene I think is where you really get into like Eowyn as a character how how long do you think she's been fantasizing about murdering Wormtongue with this sword oh my god like years huh? <laughs> since she saw him and his lack of eyebrows she was like oh man i'm gonna put a sword through that dude's face <laughs> that guy needs to do yeah. <laughs> he gives me the wig like he's that guy you see in a bar and you like you just like befriend some other girl you don't know so he doesn't talk to you though so like i'm sure he is the uh, like apparently only woman in this area i know there are other women in rohan but you don't really see them like yeah they're peasants yeah exactly as apparently like the only named female character in rohan i can imagine (laughs) she's having a rough time of this also he's a creeper so yes (laughs) (laughs) yes 
we've, I mean, we've talked at length about um, Creeper Worm Tongue. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the way that Brad Dourif and Miranda Otto wanted to play their scenes together, which is weird. It's so it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh no. Okay, because they talk about like playing their scenes together, like. Well, okay, we should probably save that for when she actually talks, because yeah, yeah, I, yeah so that ties in more. We'll talk about thoughts. we'll talk about some more worm tongue. She's pretty. Yeah, she yeah. hasn't talked yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have I have another note about earlier in this this minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so the room where Theoden and Gambling are is uh just a redressed set of Theodred's bedchamber. Sad. They just redressed that set to get that shot. Okay. Was that like a later add-in? I don't know if it was a later add-in, but they just call out specifically that they just redressed the set to get to do this to do that scene with Theoden and Gambling. Mm. That's great. I love that this is like, I mean, it has a huge budget, but there's a lot of stuff in this that like clearly feels like they're like doing this on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just right, but like together. they talk about how they they talk about how they built like more than 300 sets. Oh my god. I can't imagine. I can't like dude, building like one set is terrible. I can't imagine what it <laughs> must have been like. Oh. Oh, can you imagine like moving all the lighting around for every scene because Peter Jackson's like, all right, this has to look like a new place. And you're like, oh, no. But we built the lighting in so it would be easy to do, Pete. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Shout out to to the entire crew of Lord of the Rings who had to suffer through Peter Jackson. Make a practical palantir. Um, I need a a, a practical effect spinning globe with multiple spinning lights inside. Um, computers? <laughs> no, it needs to be practical. Hates- no. Oh, God. Like, I know, like, I don't, oh my gosh. I just, I think about this, and then I have to, like, go lie down for a while. Like, <laughs> it's just exhausting. Unreasonable requests. And do it by tomorrow, and you're like, no, Pete. I, oh. <laughs> Serious shout out like- to everyone who, like, was in whatever minute like 15 of the credits who was just in that big block of like people who helped every one of them did more than you can ever imagine right like who had to cut out the patterns for hundreds of silver symbol muni flowers yeah oh Oh my gosh that guy needs a raise or the people that tied thousands of leaves to an already dead tree (laughs) probably was it probably was the same guy and i respect that guy yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. Or, or, or individually painting the backsides of leaves. Oh my gosh. It's all plants. Oh. Yeah, yeah no, that's because like they're terrible. Look, I once had to <laughs> I once had to wire in a bunch of LED lights to a cabinet, to like a mm-hmm. wooden cabinet to make it look like one of those ones in a florist, like those coolers. Oh, yeah. So we had to wire all these lights in with, like, bits of stuff we found and gaff tape. And that was terrible. (laughs) And it looked awesome. But it was really terrible. And every time I watched Lord of the Rings, I'm like, every day would have been, like, the cooler incident. Every day. (laughs) And yet I still wish I had gotten to work on them. Unfortunately, I could not because I was 10 at the time. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's always the Amazon TV show. Oh, man, for realsies. (laughs) <laughs> just gonna turn up and be like hire me i'll paint leaves right <laughs> hey man I'm, I'm just fascinated that they, they paid new line for all the still existing props and set pieces I, I still don't know what the heck 
that show's gonna be. I, we'll see. I'm so concerned. <laughs> I'm like legitimately I'm con- very concerned. I'm concerned, but also like really intrigued. Exactly. Um, anyway, shout out to yeah. them if they want to hire me. I will. Hook- <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, I will hook you up with my information. You can fly me wherever you want. I'll paint leaves. Just putting <laughs> that out there. Yeah, paint dude. leaves for twelve hours a day. Oh no, I do it. it. I'll I'll fetch coffee. I'll fetch coffee. I'll paint leaves. Oh man, I'll tie leaves no. to trees. It's so sad. Uh, it's so sad that I would do that, but like I totally would. Oh god, yeah. It says really bad things about me as a person. But anyway, that's why I talk about the sets and stuff all the time because they're beautiful and I want to make them. That was definitely my least favorite process of working on drama when I was in high school was helping with building sets. I hated it. I hated it so much. It's because you're an actor. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, that just came out. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for joining today, Zoe. (laughs) I'm just here to to crap on everybody's high school acting career. So. <laughs> so we're from the website duelinggenre.com yes we are and if you're interested in other dueling genre works you can go there there's a bunch of other podcasts and also at moviesbyminutes.com you can find a list of every currently running and completed movies by minutes podcasts there's 90 or so of them now i think getting close to 100 all the time mm-hmm. as always a special thanks to our patreon associate producer ed foster Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll be back Monday to talk uh, more about Eowyn being fierce. Yeah. Bye.